0: to another episode of Madrigal at the Movies with Rob and Rob. I am
1: one of your hosts, Peter Madrigal. Hey guys, and I am Rob Federick, honored to be here today.
2: Rob Schulte over here, guys, and uh, whoo, it was a, a month of no choices. We all agreed uh, last month what we were gonna do with Lord of the Rings, and then we brought Sheena on. Yes, And this is the first time in weeks where I got to choose the magical at the movies you, you, episode. You you mean months, Rob?
0: Right? Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> it's, true. It's been it's been a it's been a, a hot minute since we were actually <laughs> like taking turns <laughs> picking which movie we're going to review. So, um, yes. uh, today, <clears throat> Rob's choice. Do you want to announce, or do you want me to? I'll do it. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. Hey, go wait, ahead, go okay. ahead. Okay, all right. All right. All right. Who, do, who whoever, wants, to wants to do it? Whoever wants to do it. Who wants to do it? Rob, take it away. What movie are I, did you pick? What movie are we reviewing?
2: We are reviewing 1982's First Blood. Dang. Not Rambo First Blood, not
1: First Rambo One, nothing like that. It is no. First Blood. I'm glad. One of is- my... I'm glad that you're bringing that up, Rob, because I can't tell you how many times I get annoyed when people are like, oh, yeah, Rambo 1. And I'm like, no, it's not Rambo 1. It's First Blood. Well,
0: I got a a question for you guys. Why is it called Rambo
1: 2 and 3? Well the Rambo franchise took off after that. And I guess it's like, it's like Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? Then it was turned into Indiana Jones in the Raiders of the Lost but there's Ark. There's no
0: number system in the, uh, Indiana Jones Ooh, franchise.
1: True. True. And I think that's where they went with it, but I am a fir- I, I just really like the title first blood.
2: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Oh, I, I totally I agree. agree with that. They drew I first would also th- say that like, uh, in terms of how the titles change to these films, um, each movie after First Blood gets weirder oh, and yeah. weirder <laughs> and more extreme. And I think they're just like, well, as long as we get Rambo in there somewhere. Just a killing machine. Th- oh, what was it? Yeah. I,
1: did you guys know that James Cameron, I think, wrote the third one? Whoa. Did he really? I had no idea. Yeah, he, he wrote. I, I think he wrote the third one in conjunction with someone else. Well, man.
2: actually, uh, and and I think the second one.
1: I think the second
2: one was also like dialogue by Stallone and action scenes by Cameron or something like that. So, yeah, it's crazy. I love the second one, but I I love the second one.
0: I like the third one the most, actually, when they're in Afghanistan.
2: Oh, yeah. And they're playing sports and stuff. Yeah, but but back to
0: Rambo one. (laughs) 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 Uh, Would you say that this is a punchable movie?
1: Would I say it's a punchable movie? Well, honestly, man, we're talking about John Rambo over here. So it's uh, it's maybe grab a massive knife and dry shave your face kind of a movie because <laughs> this was the beginning of like, I mean, Stallone, yeah, had already been established as Rocky and stuff like that. But this was kind of like the big breakthrough into like the big action movies that he started making with like the guns and everything. And Rambo is just such an iconic character. And I think a lot of people watch. When they think of Rambo, they really kind of think of him in like the second or the third movie with the black yes. pants and the yes. red bandana. Like they don't really think of John Rambo as this vulnerable, like elite veteran that you know has kind of gone through some trauma and he's been like. There's a lot more angst and um, uh, humanity to, I guess, the first, you know, first blood than there are to any of the other Rambo movies. And uh, and yeah, so I would say yes, it is a shave your face dry. Movie. I don't know if you guys concur.
2: <laughs> I totally agree. I, I that you took the words right out of my mouth, Rob. The when you think Rambo, you think <clears throat> almost every other Rambo movie, but First, First. Blood. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey,
2: don't get me wrong. Like uh, First Blood Part Two, like catapulted action sure. movie sequels and like crazy sure. fun adventures of that nature. But like. I didn't, you know, if we're getting into this, the first time I saw First Blood was, like, only, like, three years ago. Oh, really? So, it was, like, coming to it as an adult and, like, experiencing it with, you know, history lessons that I've had and whatnot. Right, right, Uh, right. I had a a total appreciation for it that I did not expect to have. That's How about you guys? When did you first see it? (laughs)
0: Uh, I saw it when I was a kid. I uh, I, I yeah. experienced the entire Rambo franchise as a kid. However, this is the first time I've seen actually seen this movie in seventeen years. As I, wow. bought, I bought, the little picture <laughs> that I sent you guys, uh, yeah. I got I got that back in two thousand and that box actually two thousand and three. Wow. Wow! So I haven't seen it wow. in 17 years. So, but I, I'm, I'm very familiar with this movie. What about you guys? Yeah, huh? I, uh,
1: I experienced Rambo. Uh, well, first, blow, I actually experienced Rambo. <laughs> I've got a great story about this. I actually, experienced. I think it was Rambo three when they're in the desert or whatever, and uh-huh. the, he's with this sidekick or whatever, and he's got this massive machine gun, and 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 the guys, you know, they're surrounded or whatever, and the one guy's like, "What are we gonna do, Rambo?" or whatever, and he's just like fuck him and he's just like gonna sh- and he starts just shooting right i remember that i was hanging out with like i was like six years old or whatever and i saw that one scene and i just stuck in my mind right yeah and i went to this kid uh i think his name was blake and blake was renowned for his parents being like you guys can do whatever you guys want when you hang out over here right and it, but, you know like obviously they mean within parameters or whatever so sure. i took it quite literally like i'm like oh i can curse in this house right so, oh. <laughs> so we started playing uh, you know, like let's play guns and something. We're playing with guns or whatever, and I'm like, all right, just, just ask me uh what we're gonna do. What we're we gonna do? Be like Rob, what are you gonna do? And he's like, Rob, what are we gonna do? And I'm just like, fuck him. And I just started shooting, and the mom <laughs> was walking right by, and she just looked at me and went like, what? You- I was never allowed back in that house ever again, huh? <laughs> <laughs> So, so that was my first experience, But First Blood I saw maybe when I was like about in high school, I was maybe like six or 17 years old. And I just remember loving it because I love that deep woods back country kind of survival movie. And I thought uh, I was really impressed just with Stallone's performance, even though he's, you know, Stallone, uh, that <laughs> ending uh, always gets me. So that was my experience. Oh,
2: yeah. You know, I should say, guys, we got to get to the back of the box moment. Uh, what's in the box? Not till you give me the what's gun? in the fucking box? You know the the edges of my VHS tape are singed. It's kind of smoky. There you go. Uh, but I still have it. Uh, the plastic's melted, but you know, luckily I have another copy that I watched. Um, and it goes like this: giving his toughest performance since Rocky. Sylvester Stallone stars as a larger than life super warrior in this gutsy action thriller filmed in the wilds of Western Canada. He plays an ex Green Beret, a peacetime misfit haunted by memories of Vietnam, falling foul of an overzealous small town sheriff. All hell is let loose as he goes on the run in the life or death manhunt that ensues. He will need all of his skills to stay alive and outwit his pursuers, the sheriff and his posse and more than 200 national guardsmen. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um it it's weird because I never thought it doesn't really it tells you he's going to Portland at one point. So he's near Oregon, you know, so he's near Canada, but I never really thought this as him like exploring western canada because there are so there is so much of the united states in this so i wonder if it's like his journey crossing the border to yeah and the trouble he's he's getting into
0: well no i, th- I thought it was just him like visiting his friend and i thought it was just you know kind of a mistaken thing and yeah he wasn't looking to be mm-hmm. in trouble he just kind of like wanted something to eat and this um and this sheriff no. just decided to pick him up and be an asshole. Okay, oh, but, right, right, but completely. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing, though. Here's what crossed my mind in this viewing. All right, who's the main character in this movie? That's
2: that a really is good point. because because, awesome because question. Be, that is a really be, good question. Because
0: yeah. the the movie, as you guys pointed out, and as of course I know, is <laughs> not Rambo. It's called First Blood. All right. Mm -hmm. So is it about the guy who drew first blood or is it about the guy whose blood is being drawn first? Yeah. You know, I think that the sheriff is probably one of the main characters in this movie. That's that's just my opinion. I think he has more uh, on the line than Rambo himself. You mean Tommy boy's dad?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, um, Eight whiskey sours and I can still catch a Rambo. Yeah. Yeah. no, but the guy yeah, he has Brian a lot Dennehy of Brian Dennehy as Teasel was amazing. Yeah. Huh? Oh, I said Brian Dennehy as Teasel was amazing. That was great. The oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um yeah. honestly, man, uh, you know, that's a really good point that you bring up too and all that. But uh he has a lot of hubris in this movie. I, and the one that goes
0: oh, on the Lord. journey is is the sheriff. Because you know, he starts off as an asshole and he, he kind of ends like, you know, discovering, like, oh wow, I really messed up. You know yeah, what I mean? It's kind of like, like um, hmm. You know, did did I really need to go through all of this? For but the, it was it's a
1: little too late. You know, yeah, I mean? exactly. And, and he had the opportunity to turn back. Like Rambo told him after he incapacitated everybody. Yeah, else. on the on the radio. Yeah. Well, he when he them, finds like, out he's a green you beret, a you won't believe. You know what I mean? There's a fork in the you. road for that character. Exactly. You know what I mean? You see the fork happen in his and mind. He didn't grow from that experience. No, he, he didn't. Chose, You're right. He chose the violence. He chose the the revenge, and and that yep. was that was the problem with that. But. You know, one of the one of the great things I think about this movie is it was done in nineteen eighty-two, right? So clearly, like a little while has passed since the Vietnam War, but it did have a strong statement to say about how we treated some of those guys that went overseas to Vietnam. While that conflict was convoluted and complicated and some horrible things did happen there, a lot of honorable guys were there to serve their country and believed in the mm-hmm. fight and did what they had to yeah, do. That's true. And they were met with terrible horrifying situations and then they returned to a country that didn't love them like that didn't want them and treated them kind of like dirt and I think that this was a good like not political statement because I hate political movies but in my opinion it was just a really interesting social uh dilemma that says hey perspective is everything and sometimes we also need to be a little bit more empathetic and and stop and think for ourselves for a bit before we start labeling people and uh, I, yeah. I I'm right there
2: with you Rob and I think that um one of the big points about this movie is that uh everybody's journey is different mm-hmm. you know so like one soldier might come back from Vietnam one way and be welcomed open arms to a loving family right. whereas another soldier could come back and have a John Rambo vagrant sort of experience and in addition to that um you can't judge a book by its cover. Right. And we get that right in that, like inciting incident where Rambo's walking in there. Like you don't actually know if the sheriff Teasel knows that Rambo's a vet, you know, he might because it's supposed to take place like late seventies or whatever. So he's just like, you know, you're looking the way you do shaggy hair flag waving on your jacket, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, maybe uh, just take a moment and, I don't know, it's it's just such a... Ask him, him where he's Peter. from.
0: Ask him where yes. he's from. Ask him what he's doing. Ask him about himself. Like, you know, like, I'm going to give just give you a right and not ask you anything. I'm just going to, like, condemn you the when you're sitting right there in my car. That's messed up. Well, it's,
1: I think it's just kind of a uh, an overall, like, prejudice uh, uh, motif there or whatever. But mm-hmm. my point, I think, with all of this that I wanted to say was that this was, I think, one of the earlier, you know, big like 80s action movies that I thought had a lot of depth and character to it than just a mindless killing movie. Like, look, we all love, love Die Hard, but Die Hard does totally. dive this deep. Okay,
0: first of all, Die Hard is not Rambo, all yeah. right? D- Die Hard, I was watching it the other day
1: because it <laughs> yeah. is the, you know, and uh, it you know is that one of the- Bruce Willis says that he adamantly denies that uh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie.
0: Well, good well, for yeah, him. Well, yeah, I it guess. is, but it is a Christmas movie. <laughs> but it is a Christmas actually. Movie. You know what? This one's also a Christmas movie because it takes place in Christmas yeah, during yeah. Christmas. Yeah, because yes. there's Christmas trees. But my, what I was saying was in this film, yeah. there's a lot of realism. Okay, yeah. you're 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 grounded mm-hmm. in reality with this movie. Unlike Die Hard, I was watching that Shaft scene where he's like jumping out of the uh, onto the 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 elevator shaft, yeah, and yeah, he has yeah. to go crawl through the crawl space. He, there's no way he's gonna like just <laughs> grab onto the vent with his fingertips. Oh, Get yes, out of here! It, yes. No way. <laughs> but that's the difference between I can believe that somebody can fall from a cliff, hit the hit the uh, the trees, and then and then continue falling down and not injure himself permanently.
1: Yeah, you know? I mean, I, one that's of the believable. criticisms apparently about the movie was that you know the action just stops making sense after a while. But I was like, I never really saw that. Yeah, it has its moments because it's an action movie. Die but- Hard. But at the end of the Die day- Die Hard stopped making sense. Yeah. At the end of the day, it is a grounded movie, like you said, if you're in realism. And like I said, it does have a depth where I'm rooting for Rambo and I feel him, but I'm also in a way going like, oh, I really wish he also would just stop, you know what I mean? Because he's making it mm-hmm. worse for himself. And and it was a a dilemma that I've never felt with an action hero before, you know?
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I- um you know actually first guys we need to take a quick break okay and we'll be back because okay. this goes into another segment that's going to be deep so cool we'll be back after this break with more magic world movies and uh mr stallone himself <laughs> <laughs> And we're back. Uh, Stallone had to leave. Sorry, everyone. Uh, hey, but
1: talk about Adrian. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, wait, going back to an earlier episode that we have Dan Povemeyer. Yeah, he said yeah. that he couldn't understand Stallone. Right.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, you know
0: what? In this movie, it's ready? very interesting. Yeah. You know, what, rewatching this movie, something that I take back from this movie, um, and I'm supposed to bring this up later, but I'm gonna t- to bring it up now.
1: Yeah. I could anyway. understand
0: everything that that sly was saying no especially
1: in the end when he's just you know yeah he's hysterical like, his voice actually evens out but you know i think it was he was born with some sort of it was kind of like almost like he had like a mini stroke or something like that which which paralyzed oh. part of his lip or face and that's why he wow. he has a funny kind of a weird way of talking on top of that he's italian but yeah the, that was one of the criticisms that they gave him as an actor that it was like yeah it's kind of hard to understand what you're saying because you've got and, and it was like but this dude overcame all of those obstacles to become one of the biggest action movie stars in history, you know? So, I think it's interesting. But, yeah, Peter, I agree with you. I, I really didn't have a hard time understanding. Yeah, because I point. always was always under the uh, impression
0: that, I, oh, yeah, it's a Stallone movie. You won't understand what he's saying. And I'm watching him in the police the police uh, office and it's like, I understood everything the guy's saying. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's very mm-hmm. funny how, like, something – so uh, an outside force can tell you one thing and then all of a sudden you witness it for yourself and you're like, wait a second. Hold on. I do understand him.
1: I understand what he is saying. I don't think I've ever had a hard time understanding Stallone in his movies, though. I think. Maybe that- Rocky. Maybe. M- Rocky one. Well,
2: it's, it's those thick neck muscles. Guys. There you go. I think that's <laughs> what it is. But yeah, guys, on this watch, I, I watched it twice, actually, for this recording, just because I, I wanted to make sure I didn't miss a beat. And yeah, uh. I didn't get bored on the second watch. And, you know, sometimes when you watch something really quick in succession, it's like, no, the pacing is fast. It's like you Mm -hmm. get to the, like, uh, him being arrested and, like, fighting off the cops, like, and then he's in the mountains all within, like, 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, it's so much fucking fun. Speaking of mountains,
0: it looks the movie itself, well, it's not beautiful. I mean, it is beautiful, but it's not that. That's not what it's in. It looks.
2: Cold.
0: Oh yeah. Yes. I mean, he's it on, on that motorbike. Like, oh my! Yeah. I was, I was getting shivers while I was watching the movie myself. I don't know what it oh is, man, God. but
1: that setting, that like that wilderness Loved setting it. for me, like I love movies set in places like that. It just gives it that much more like mystique to me in in in, the, in the, all the best ways. Like what a great what a great playground to set your your action your action movie in. You oh know? hell yeah!
2: Hell yes! Like. There's there's a lot of really like fun things to this movie. And I've heard it from other podcasts and I've read the Wikipedia page, but like knowing that you're going into like a Pacific Northwestern yeah. forest and that there are like abandoned gold mining shafts. Like, well, let's <laughs> yeah. just play around with this, yeah. you know. Apparently that uh when he has to put on the tarp or yeah. whatever because yeah. he's you know, he loses yeah. his jacket and everything, yeah. like that's a thing they just found in the forest wow that and day and they're like oh up. we should incorporate this and then when he like hurts himself and gets shot near the head or scrapes his head or whatever yeah and he like becomes rambo that next scene he's got it like a piece of it tied over across his head it's like would that have happened if they didn't find this piece of tarp? that's true that you know? iconic
1: habit yeah you're right yeah you're
2: right and i love how you can like create stuff out of I don't know if you could never plan for, and I'm sure you guys. Have well, I was wondering,
0: like go, piggybacking off of what you say, what you said, I'm wondering now, what did they actually plan to shoot in this movie? Like, did they just kind of like go somewhere and be like, okay, Sly, you're just gonna do Rambo things right now and figure out a way to stay <laughs> warm, right?
1: I don't, I don't <laughs> know, man. I mean, I think you know because the book it was a novel before it was a movie, um, yeah, yeah. And I think that you know with action movies like. Especially, you know, there's a helicopter sequence in there. So yeah. like, hey, you got to go into heavy planning for that kind of stuff, you know. And uh, I think all the action stunts and coordination, you know, like, like, yeah, he's like throwing people around and he's in capacity. He's grabbing people by his throat and stuff. So I'm sure they had some sort of planning. I, I do think that with any action movie, it is a playground for the stunt coordinators to create those sequences. And then we're just going to capture stuff. I don't know how in-depth they went in. Yeah. But, but for sure, they, I, I think they planned, they planned out what was going to happen okay oh yeah
0: well I, I mean like but some with some of the stuff like you uh, you guys were saying like oh they just found a tarp oh okay oh, yeah. throw that on you know oh, yeah. yeah i don't know <laughs> i wonder call? about things like that yeah
2: i do too and i really just like the idea of having a team of filmmakers that are open to just like hey we found this let's use it yeah hey Rambo's gonna, you know, use some gunpowder to cauterize his wound. Let's do it. You know, I mean, that was probably in there. Well, no, uh, he he was he got some technique.
1: Yeah, yeah, he he got some thread
0: out of his knife and just started sewing up that wound.
1: Yeah, that was kind of awesome, actually. I will say, I remember (laughs) that the Rambo knife was like the popular item when i was like maybe like 10 or 11 years old like i had a cousin who had one and it was like you can unscrew the bottom and the bottom was a compass and inside there was like matches and sewing really it was like a little little tiny survival kit in this big like kind of you know serrated edged knife you know what i mean it was just awesome and he was like yeah the rambo knife and i'm like damn dude like i i wanted one of those things you know what are you yeah. going to do with it? Are you going to go out hunting or something? <laughs>
2: yeah. You know what? I took it out of my mouth.
1: <laughs> I, uh, you know, I mean? I'm a big camper. I love to camp, man. I just, I don't know, man. It just, I, it's like a GoPro. It's it's, okay. it's a, it's a be, the, be a hero concept. Like, it's like, here's this knife. Go out and carve shit with it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> go, oh, I love it. Go create it. a masterpiece. Go survive in the woods with this. This is all you
2: do.
0: <laughs> apparently so, you can
1: make traps with it, so.
2: <laughs> that's the truth. Um, we should, uh, let's go around the room, guys. I got to hear your favorite scenes or any favorite moments, the things that like, if you, if you needed to sell, I I know it's a crazy concept, but if you had to sell this movie on someone, like what would you, what scene would you show them?
0: Hmm. Well, there's two scenes that pop out. The first one that pops out right away is of course the helicopter scene, but not the whole thing. It's when he's on the side of the cliff. Yeah. You know what Uh, I mean? Getting shot out by shot at by the, uh, by that, um, the sheriff, the sheriff, one of the one of the, the sheriffs.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but the one, th- there's one line in the entire movie that's like, oh, yeah. that's it right there. Is um, <laughs> I
1: don't think you understand. I didn't come here to rescue Rambo from you. I came here to rescue you from him.
0: Boom. Oh baby, yeah. And you know why that one sticks out to me? Because back in 2003, when I got this movie, when I bought this movie, yeah. there was a movie that came out that year. Hmm. Called Hunted. Oh yeah, and it was a carbon copy, like like yeah. shot for shot with Benicio movie. del Toro, right? yeah, and, yeah, and, and, yeah. Tommy and Tommy Lee, Lee Jones. Jones. Yep. Yep. Oh, my God. That's I went a
1: Rambo remake. It
0: was a re- Rambo remake, but wow. they named it something else. And I was literally like, – I went to the theaters. I was like, you have got to be
1: <laughs> shitting me. Well, hey, guys. <laughs> it's the same thing that I say about Fast and Furious being a remake of Point Break just with cars.
0: Yeah, but in, yeah, in Fast yeah. and Furious, they don't go skydiving like that or surf. The main guys don't do surfing. They drive cars. Yeah, I mean, it actually it's, changes it's essentially the
1: exact same movie just Yeah, I understand that. Well, yeah. with
0: cars. But in Hunted – it's a guy in the woods tr- being tracked out. by, I mean, it's the exact yeah, know, same, the same thing. thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And then he starts going Holy and terrorize. Oh, he
0: terrorizes a city instead of a small town. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we, before Rob, I do want to hear your yeah. favorite moments too. Yeah. But you're talking about a small town, Peter. Like you know, the thing that kind of creeped me out the most is that is that this looked like sheer- a horror film. <laughs> oh man, there was <laughs> a, a couple bit. of like <laughs> super like yeah. moments of terror <laughs> in here. But like Teasel could just hop on a loudspeaker and communicate to his entire town. It felt very like 1984, oh, yeah. George yeah, Orwell, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And I did not. I mean, I've never been in a town that small before. Yeah, but like getting that, it's like it took me out. I was like, oh my god, you really like you run this town, like yeah, in not necessarily a good way.
1: And I wonder, I wonder how much of that is to paint the character of this of, as this kind of more of oppressive, controlling force. Like I've got all the aspects under control, mm-hmm. and it's like Rambo's the one element I can't control right now, and that's why I don't like him. He's
2: a control freak, you know. Yep, and he wants to be Rambo in my mind. Yeah, yeah he I does. They, yeah,
1: you yep. know, he envies he, him. He yeah.
2: see, they they they're both war veterans, and he's just like, oh shit, this guy's doing everything I wish I could do. I can't write a bmx or a motorcycle like that yeah. i can only drive in my big cruiser and get free
1: coffee <laughs> yeah. you
0: know? yeah. ain't that the truth
1: um my favorite moment for me is definitely the last scene because i was i was actually taken back i wasn't expecting it when i first saw it i was you know i was expecting this mindless action movie i thought that you know um i always forget the the the, the lieutenant's name or uh, colonel? The troutman. Colonel. Yeah, yeah, troutman. colonel troutman the colonel yeah yeah that's troutman um I thought he was going to kind of like negotiate and bring him out, but I wasn't expecting this whole breakdown and kind of mm. like, you know, where he's like, nothing is over. And he goes from this anger to like this real big state of vulnerability. And he's telling this horrific story about how his buddy got blown up and, and just like, you know, he, like he's trying to put him back together. And like it just felt very real what he was saying, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and, and the emotion felt real. So I was like, I remember I was like, wow, this movie just took a turn for me. Like, I wasn't expecting this. And I think that stood out to me as like, damn, that was an amazing performance. And I really felt for Rambo because the entire time that I was watching the movie, I was like, yeah, get those freaking cops. But at the same time, I'm like, there's a part of me going like, oh, but you're also – Kind of slipping deeper into trouble because you mm-hmm. actually don't know how to stop either. You know what I mean? And it's like,
0: it's two unstoppable, it's force too unstoppable
1: to forces that are about to meet. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I really like John Rambo, so I want him to stop for his own sake. And I think that when that scene comes to fruition, I understood the why he couldn't stop. And it's like, you, like he says, you just don't turn it off, you know? And I, and I thought that was. Yeah. Cool. The army
2: taught him, or Troutman maybe taught yeah. him everything he needed to do to be this machine right? except how to stop. How do you turn it off? And that, yeah, I'm right there with you. I I also think to that same side or the other side of that coin, you know, these National Guardsmen who, you know, serve one weekend a month or whatever, who are never going to see any real action, at least at this point in time, uh, don't know how to turn it off either because they're like oh they're giving us guns they're we're trying to do stuff this is what we signed up for yeah. and then it's like you give them a rocket launcher they're gonna fire it you yeah. know like they it's don't like, know how to turn uh, that off
1: it's like that it's like jarhead you know what i mean the desperation of what like they trained them so hard to see that pink mist remember in that combat mm. and it's like but they never really get the chance to get that gun off and it's like that causes a mental breakdown on the level of rambo also for uh peter sarsgård's character or whatever it was in, yeah in head and uh that's an interesting thing. That's a really interesting concept, Rob. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What, I um what's your favorite I think, scene? Oh, I would have to say like you guys have chosen two of my favorites already. So <laughs> yeah. I will um definitely go with I think like if I'm trying to really like persuade someone, let's say, yeah. I think one of the best scenes if you started it when he's getting fingerprinted yeah. yeah you know and and go through him hopping on the bike yeah that is such a scene of like you see a person who doesn't want to be there but has been arrested yeah you so they they have done something whether or not it, you know you you know what the reason is they have been arrested yeah and then you see a whole bunch of corrupt cops like who could just do their job correctly but instead are being just the biggest jerks about it and power trips, except for a couple of them that's like, hey, you know, this guy's in, you know, he's got dog tags or whatever. Right, Um, right,
1: right, right, because they see those, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, and then I think it also has the one, like, comedic part in the movie, which my buddy Adam pointed out to me, that it's like, the one dude is just like, showing up to the cop showing up to work late with his coffee and he's like hey what's going on
1: you don't know buddy you're about to find out oh my god Um, so
2: i think it it goes through it like shows you that this movie has levels just within that moment of it It, it's 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 a unique film. And I think at another point in time, we could look at first blood part two and have a completely different discussion, but the same
1: amount of fun, you know? Um, I also, I got to say, man, talking about the fun, factor of this movie, like I I did find it really fun, but I also find fun. Like a lot of the, uh, the parodies and like a lot of the, the subsequent, Mm. like, you know, because the movie is such a cultural icon, right? It is. In a lot of ways that, one of my favorite shows of all time is always sunny in Philadelphia. And uh, there's a great part with Danny DeVito where, uh, you know, they're talking about it going on a manhunt or whatever. And he's like, you do not go on a manhunt. He's like, I was coming back from Nam. And like, I had to like, you know, like the cops were harassing <laughs> me and I had to take them all out. It was a bloodbath. And they're like, you're confusing your life with John Rambo. Like that's that's Rambo. That's not you. <laughs> and then like they continue to exacerbate it later in the in the show where he like is wearing a bandana and pops <laughs> out of the trash with like a they knife like, and he's like they drew first blood. What is that? Is that a uh, is that Rambo? No, I made that up. No, no, no. <laughs> that's Rambo. You want me to help you or not? Yes. Yes. They keep going but I thought it was just like one of those moments where it reminded me so much of the movie. But at the same time, it staples what a f- like what an icon this movie is. That like, yeah, you can make parodies. Or you distinctly True. know what movie we're you talking know what about. Rambo is. Exactly. I mean,
0: I think even yeah. people that have never seen the movie Rambo understand. Oh, you can go all Rambo on it now. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know, it's even a, people that it, have never seen a, a, a frame yes. from Rambo know what. They probably, like, looked it up before. It's like, oh, okay, the guy with a machine gun. Ba, 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 ba. We're going to ramble yep. it up.
1: I've definitely said we're going to Rambo it up on a Call of Duty game or two. <laughs> just like, Let's just go out guns blazing type of thing. So.
2: <laughs> now, Peter, do you Rambo it up when playing Skyrim?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not that game, okay? I go more Lord of the Rings in Skyrim, <laughs> okay, all right? Okay, That's okay. a the big difference, you know? <laughs> Actually, I tell you, the, what, what do I Rambo it up on? I don't
1: that's know. A good, that's a good one. About 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 that. on. That's a when good one. I'm going about that. When I'm at the
0: gym, when I'm doing uh, martial arts, Ooh, that I believe, that you I know, believe. like uh, yeah. when, when, when I'm uh, when I'm yeah, when I'm practicing like you know kickboxing or whatever, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm uh, Ramboing it up there.
2: <laughs> yeah. How about you, Rob? That's true.
0: Do you ever well, rambo you know, it up?
2: When I'm editing podcasts, I'm just slicing up those waveforms with you my go. knife and there you it's stitching them together again. But for real, like I think my. My most rambo moments are are just navigating these New York City streets.
1: (laughs) I believe it. (laughs) If it's anything like driving through LA city traffic, then uh, yeah. yeah. (laughs)
2: Hey, let's take another quick break and we'll come back with some of our final thoughts. We're back. It's Magic All at the Movies, guys. We're 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 reviewing one of my faves. Love it. Um guys, I
1: Rob, I, I forgot just to ask to though, is this your favorite movie? Or or is it like top three or something? <laughs> I, thought, I was under your impression this was your favorite <laughs> <movie>. um, <laughs> It is very
2: close. And I think we all know that that, like top five movies, yeah, save maybe the first place, yes, is always going to be rotating depending on where your emotions are
1: or what I, agree. I agree, but <laughs>
2: true <laughs> this is this is up there. Okay. This is definitely in my top five. And I think it's because it took me by surprise. It is a movie that I thought I knew what it was. Like we said at the beginning of the episode, most people think they know what this movie is. But yes. until you watch First right. Blood, it can really <laughs> pull the rug out from under you in a very positive way. Yeah. And I, I, that's, that's why it holds that uh, top five spot for me.
1: I love so, that. it doesn't beat Superman 2, let's just be honest.
2: <laughs> I'm not a coward, Zod. It does not. It, nothing <laughs> can. We all know that Superman 2 is Rob's super number one spot, and Peter's and for Peter's that matter. Too. Let's not forget. Uh, I don't Peter's.
0: know. I think that Rambo <laughs> might just take superman 2's place <laughs> at this point
2: wow. wow you heard it here first
0: everyone the uh, no, first seriously though taking in, all yeah. in all seriousness in all seriousness yeah superman 2 will always have a nice little
2: yeah. part of my heart. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> kneel before john oh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, I think we should start getting into uh, big takeaways uh, at this point. And since I chose this one, I'm going to start if that's all right. right, Yeah, go go for for it, it, baby. Um, Mm. I think the history revolving around the Vietnam War is shaky at best. You know, my dad used to say things like the war was a tie and I'm not even going to get political about it, but I think you can't have a tie in a war. And I think having that sort of mentality going into making a film and displaying the idea that we are a country, not a country, but we can be torn. People can have different belief systems, and it can be hard to represent what those are uh, and and be okay for a mass market audience. And this movie, I think, did it well. It showed you that there are people who stand by their convictions and believe one thing and will do whatever they want to get the results they need on both ends of this. Rambo, Teasel, Troutman, whoever. Mm. And they do it well. But even more on top of that, I think this makes for a very good Vietnam War allegory. You yes. know, like when we went to war over there, it was a different fighting style than we were used to. You know, we had a jungle. We're not used to a jungle. There's a lot of surprises. And if Rambo is the mystery that we can't defeat, and the National Guardsmen are the people who think they can get one man. You know, right. it's gonna be simple. Right. Just give me the rocket launcher. It just represents something in a totally in a, in a in a way that's packaged well, and you can not have to think too hard. And I'm not calling anyone who doesn't want to think too hard, whatever, but I think it like, it gets your brain working in a way that you may not have planned when going into an action film. And I really can respect that. And also just fucking kick ass. I really enjoy, you know, everything it does, you know? Yeah. Um, I could go on and on about that, but I think you guys get my point and I hope the listeners do too. What about you guys?
1: Okay. Um, so for me, man, my final takeaways are that, and I mentioned it earlier in the episode is that, you know, I, and like you, Rob, I, I do feel like it is a, a movie that you expect one thing and you definitely get another. And, and I was, Really moved at the end, like I said, because my favorite scene is really just the ending and it it displays a lot of vulnerability for Rambo and I feel for him and it it makes me feel more compassion than I would think in an action movie. I also think it's, 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 like I said, it's beautifully shot in a lot of ways, like the, with, with the wilderness and everything. It just feels like a great sandbox for, oops, sorry, a great sandbox for an action movie. And I enjoyed the thrills and the the unexpected twists and turns when I first watched it. Um, And, and I was, you know, I, like I said, I, I was in a very conflicted mode reading, uh, you know, like, like, like rooting for Rambo, but at the same time hoping that he would stop and surrender because I, I felt for him. I didn't want him getting in trouble. And, and at the end, it's, it's just something that uh, will, you know, obviously live on as an icon for me as a, as the first kind of, Big action movie for Stallone that I was like, damn, man, like this, this set the way for all those expendable movies and all that other stuff that's that came true. to So, yeah. um, uh, yeah, Judge Dredd, yeah, Judge Dredd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rico, <laughs> it's a
2: rat burger.
0: Um, uh, how about you, Peter? Aw. Oh, um, what I love about this film the my takeaway is that you know, it is grounded in reality, and it uh, when they film this, it's an independent m- movie in and of itself, and when they film this. Mm-hmm. They were not using a modern technique that we we talked about coherent with coherence uh, a few months ago. Mm-hmm. You know the the yeah. cinema verite, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, yeah. the verite. the um, reality TV way of shooting a movie. Exactly. You know, and so it was a uh, mm-hmm. for me instead of using all that shaky cam, it was a lot more grounded, and you could see that. and And I love that there was not too many big stunts. I mean, the biggest stunt was him jumping in the canopy. A, of trees, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah.
1: Well, and then when he throws the rock at the, yeah. At the helicopter. They do, yeah, but but that whole sequence. That yeah. whole
0: sequence was yeah. like, you know, the, probably some of the biggest stunts in the movie, you know? Not, I'm not saying anything against the explosions or the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the car driving, but yeah. this to me, I mean, it felt like what a independent movie should be, you know what I mean? Just like kind of oh, grounded yeah. and uh, thought you know, thought out and not, not having to figure out stuff on the fly. Like, of course they figured out stuff on the fly with the, sure. yeah, you know yeah. him the trying fun, to find it, warmth and all with that it. stuff. Yeah, but they had like, fun with it. yeah,
1: yeah. It was all the other thing I also forgot to mention is that all the characters in this movie are all interesting in their own way. Like they're all to me, three dimensional characters. Even if you want to say that some of the performances are hokey, because it's the not time. Really. Um, not really like all the characters yeah. do seem superbly interesting to me like I, I find them I, I want to know more about them it, it I you know I, I believe them I believe their interactions and I believe them through Rambo's eyes well, you know what I mean. One so, thing
0: though that I will say yeah bring it bring I didn't it didn't like <laughs> so, go for it you know you guys know how much I'm a sucker for openings okay yes I yes. did not like the opening for this movie. Really? Like the really? the way the the way he's walking along with the credits See? on the side. Yeah, yeah. It's like, "Oh, let's just slap them on there." I always yeah. I I always appreciate <laughs> movies that have like a like uh just yeah, not not just not even a sequence. It can be just as easy as like a, the Titanic,
1: the yeah, title yeah, yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, movie, with yeah. the water
0: and Titanic. You know, you could figure
1: something out you know yeah title sequences should carry the theme or motif of the film yes, but I thought it I true. thought it did in my, I mean just because it's like it's like we're wandering with him is what. but it seemed like
0: thought. a it just seemed cheap like a TV show you know what I mean I was yeah. not I I was not the biggest fan of that, you know, It could
2: could, be a sign of the times too. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of like
0: the Friday the 13th, you know, and a bunch of other movies that came out in the seventies and the early eighties all had that like title sequence of the, Oh, boom, here you go. You know, it's like, come on, put a little effort in there guys. You know, I can
2: understand that. I see where you're coming from completely because on that same page, Peter, um, I don't really, I mean, I sometimes get a kick of freeze frame endings. You yeah. know, but that's when another in <laughs> in credits started to roll, it's like, well I mean yeah. you could have faded to black and I might have had yeah. a little bit more yep. uh, yeah. resolution that yeah. I could think about.
1: I, I the, think the I think frame. that's a sign of the times as well, Rob. I think that was yeah. just like the thing back then. It was like the cool thing to do, like, oh look how we can do a freeze frame to hold the action. <laughs> yeah,
0: like the thing. like the, yeah. like, the yeah. like the scratch D V D thing from the early 2000s
1: yeah i mean like look oh, at like yeah. look at like the end of thriller right like it stops on that freeze frame too and like that's like, kind of the time <laughs> they did it a lot in a lot of episode, a lot of like people jumping up and cheering and it's like the freeze frame like i think it was just like yeah the motif that's
0: what the i side. can appreciate star wars i always bring it up but star wars came out <laughs> around the same time <laughs>
1: yeah. and yeah. totally got
0: away with got away from all that yeah. you know yeah, like yeah. if you want your movie to really stand out, which I'm not saying that this movie doesn't, but yeah, you know, yeah. like it inspired a whole what
1: three, four other
0: movies after that. Like yeah,
1: five or six. Because uh, I have not seen Rambo: Last Blood. Yeah, so that would be the fifth movie. Blood.
0: That's the fifth one.
1: Slash. So there's four more um, movies.
2: Rob, I will say, have a alcoholic beverage ready. Is it that bad? <laughs> I I wanted to really like Last Blood. And right. I think it just fell circumstance to yeah. Uh, is how it, do we get people in the theater? Is it as bad know? as okay. what I
0: saw recently, Tenant?
1: Oh, God. It was, Ooh. Ten-not? Uh... <laughs> we will to save that one, but uh, oh god! I did, you yeah, know what? We're which we're one too- I did like actually was the Yo, one that ooh. came before Rambo: Last Blood, the one the the re the, the, the kind of like a oh. reboot to Rambo, John Rambo, John Rambo. I thought that one was actually really good, you know. But it was only I like an hour that. long, though. That's the thing. It, but it was hey. so violent and like kind of intense <laughs> and crazy. But I thought it was so well done,
2: man. It was
1: insane. Yeah, and I
2: like if. If first blood is like a a think piece or yes. whatever. Yes. Uh uh John Rambo is a roller coaster ride. <laughs> yeah, uh, for you know? sure. I agree.
0: For sure. I just yeah. wish they made it longer, you know what yeah. I mean? Mo- yeah. A movie to me is not an hour long. A movie to me is at least an hour and a half, 90 minutes, you know? Yeah. Cuz that totally. that only tells me that you didn't think about the entire script You It's a 60-page script. It's like there should be another 30 pages to this, you know?
2: Yeah, could be a little bit more thought out. Exactly. Guys, I I I think that we have said what we needed to say about First Blood, and I would like us to just, uh, you know, a few months ago, because we record these in advance, audience members, uh, we got a really nice voicemail that we mm. played during our Titanic episode. And we all kind of agreed that, like, since we're ahead, we should still at least address and say thank you to Zane who sent that in. Like, yes. We've probably gotten a few more since then, and you'll hear us say thank you in a few months, everyone. <laughs> but, yes, uh, yes. But that was just a really cool thing, and we talked about it on a social happy hour that you do, Peter, but uh, I think here in an episode proper, yes, big old thanks to Zane.
1: Yes. Zane, your message meant a lot, and uh, we're happy and glad, and we will hope to continue to strive to uh, inspire you the way that you uh, mentioned. So we will, we will do our best, buddy, to... To uphold the values that you like in our in our podcast.
0: Exactly. And and entertain and make you feel happy.
1: Yes. Because whenever you're yes. listening to us, if you're having a good time, we're doing our jobs. <laughs> yes, man. So thank you so much. That message meant the world to us. Yes, uh, it did. I, know I don't want to speak for Rob and Peter, but I'm pretty sure that all, we all feel the same way. And uh, thank you. Thank you very much, man.
2: Yeah. And if you're playing along with how many times... Uh, We said Rambo and taking shots. uh, (laughs) Cheers to that. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, this has been an awesome discussion of, of course, one of my favorite films. And uh, I just want to remind everyone to leave us one of them five star rating reviews on Apple Podcasts because, uh, you know, we're moving up in the rankings and people are digging it. We're on heavy metal. We're having fun. Uh, And this is great. Um, We're not going to tell you what next week's movie is. But I will say that it is a Peter Madrigal choice.
1: There. So. you go. Enough's it. Is it me uh, or is it Rob?
0: Friend. No, it's you. It's me. Okay.
1: It's you. Yeah, because yeah, right. I am ch- at I the end and the it Rings, starts with remember? you. Oh, I thought it yeah. was you next. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we all agree. But like What yeah, we're I trying
2: would, to like, say is yeah. that it's gonna be Superman two again. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. The non-Donner cut. The original, the non, yeah. the original yeah. theatrical
0: release, guys. Get ready. It's going to be a good one.
2: Oh <laughs> All right. Well, uh, since I did this one, yeah. I'll take it home. Take it home. <laughs> uh, for Peter Magical and Rob Federick, I've been Rob Schulte, and this is Magical at the Movies with Rob and Rob. See you next week. Bye. Yeah. Woo! Madrigal of the Movies with Rob and Rob is hosted by Peter Madrigal, Rob Federick and Rob Schulte. The podcast is edited by me, Chris Tyler and produced by Rob Schulte. If you're looking to support this podcast, check out the merch link in the show notes or just leave us a 5-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you have any suggestions for a movie you'd like us to cover, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Christos Tyler or to Rob at Rob K Schulte. Thanks and we'll see you again next week.